Hey guys, and welcome to Roman Go Lightly, a podcast for creative adventures. Listen, you and I have a lot in common. Like you, I'm a working person and I have real world responsibilities. But despite living that nine to five grind, I still want to live that adventurous creative lifestyle we all crave. So how can we do that? Well, that's why I'm here. Roman Go Lightly is a podcast and blog that believes in local adventure and everyday creativity. Because listen, adventure doesn't require a plane ticket and creativity is beckoning and it's for everyone, even us working people. Join me each week as I pick the brains of some of the coolest makers and seekers out there to find out in what small ways we can infuse their practices for inspiration and adventure into our daily working lives. You in? Let's do this. Hey, 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 and welcome to Roman Golightly, a podcast for creative adventures. I'm Laura, and today I'm going to be talking to Yaya and Lloyd of Hand Luggage Only, which is probably one of the biggest travel blogs out there on the interwebs. I think I had way too much fun on this interview, guys. Um, It didn't even feel like I was really interviewing. I felt like we were having a really great conversation all about the travel blog industry. Um, They have some great tips for how we can save money and set goals so that we can experience grander adventures out into the world, which is a nice little break from our um, ideas for local adventure. You're going to hear them talk about um, tips and guidance that they have for how we can get out into the world. And um, it's a great, great episode if you have any interest in maybe becoming a travel blogger or even if you're not interested in becoming a travel blogger, it's really just a nice little escape from reality and hearing them talk about all of their wonderful things that they've done abroad. And um, yeah, Yaya and Lloyd are a trip. Buckle in for a good time. Here we go. Hi, Laura. Hi, Lloyd and Yaya. How are you? Hey. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for doing this. I'm so excited. Thank you. No, thanks. Yeah. How, where are you guys right now? Where in the world are you? We're in London. Oh my gosh. So yeah. is that where you guys are like normally based? That's it. Yeah. Gosh, you guys are the true world explorers. <laughs> we try to be. Hey, that's your job, right? Yeah. <laughs> It's actually quite nice to hear your voice finally. Like, obviously, seeing you on Instagram and stuff, and it's it's like actually good to put a voice to the name, <laughs> like to the face. No, I know it's that's like one of the biggest perks about like doing podcasting. I feel like putting a voice to, the, and even not even like a face, but just having a true conversation is exactly. amazing. Definitely. Yeah. So I've followed you guys for years now. Yeah, I, I don't even know how I stumbled upon your blog, but ever since then, I've just been obsessed with following your adventures everywhere, so uh, I'm really excited to get to know you guys even more, so excited. Thank you. <laughs> okay, so um, so for people who aren't familiar with who you are, can you explain who you are and um, a little bit about what you guys do? Yeah, sure. yeah. Um, well, as you already know, this um, yeah, yeah, and I'm Lloyd. And, um, yeah, who we are. We are travel bloggers, and I guess what that means really is that we travel to places, like, around the world. We have no limits wherever where, where we're going to travel Definitely to. Definitely no limits. Um, yeah, we write about our travels, and we kind of we share recommendations, photography, like, just basically whatever we get up to, we try to kind of share that really on the blog. <laughs> yeah, really. And it's so amazing because um, your blog, Hand, hand Luggage Only, is not only a great like combination of photos and words, but you're just hilarious on all your social media profiles too. I don't know which one of you is responsible for that. Maybe you share that, but yeah. Oh, that's all me. That's all me. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's both of us. Yeah, because we, we, I think um, what we found is that kind of owning one platform was just just too much work, and um, so we kind of split it between both of us as well. I think that's fair, right? There's two of you. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> So, um, can you tell us where you guys are from originally? Where's your, like, hometown? Yeah, definitely. So, my hometown is in Wales, uh, which is... That's Lloyd, by the way. Yeah, sorry, it's Lloyd. Just so you know whose voice is who. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, in Wales. um, A really tiny town on the coast. Um, It's, like, 40 people that live there, maybe. 
Um, it's got its own little beach, a, like a white sandy beach um, on the Irish Sea. Uh, yeah, and that's it. It's literally nothing for hours away. <laughs> yeah, mine is a bit more, a bit different. So this is Yaya here. Mine is actually Lagos in Nigeria. Oh, yeah, I had no nice. idea. <laughs> yeah, that's the one thing I think. I've never, I've never really spoken about it as much on the blog. I was planning on doing something about it and even say, I don't know, traveling there this year and doing a whole kind of series of blog posts on it as well. But yeah, that's my um, original. I mean, I haven't been there in a long time. and But yeah, that's, that's kind of, I guess, where I was born and kind of where I grew up. Part of um, the listen, the listener sort of demographic we have, um, we're trying to sort of encourage people to explore whether that's abroad or even in their hometown. So could you tell us like a hidden gem in your hometown? Ooh, a hidden gem. So my ta- my hometown is literally tiny. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so there's probably like two things to do there. But no, I, I actually joke a little bit. But what I would say is that there is a, a massive waterfall that, goes from the top of the cliffs directly into the Irish Sea, um, which can be seen from the beach. But all you have to do is actually go to the beach, uh, which is called Trisythe Beach, um, when the tide is out, walk onto the rocks, and then look backwards across the cliffs of Wales, and you'll be able to see the waterfall just falling down into the sea. <laughs> yeah, and let's see, mine also... Well, I grew up in a very chaotic kind of city as well, so I should have lots to choose from. But I would say, like, probably my, in retrospect, now, I didn't enjoy it as much when I was growing up, but um, it's probably going to, like, the marketplaces, like, in Nigeria and actually in Lagos. And I think there's one particular, which is, like, in mile 12, it's called, and it is just everything and anything you want in the sun is right there. But also, it is just a really, really kind of crazy hype of activity. And so I think if you want to, get, want to get a true sense of the place, that's probably where I would go to. But I was always dragged against my will there when I went. Isn't that so funny when you grow up? It's like, Mom, I don't want to go to the market. And now you're like, ooh, let's go. It's like, yeah, it sounds so exciting now. <laughs> he made it sound like he was handcuffed to take it to the market. <laughs> So, so you guys are obviously really close. So, how did you meet? I was at university, actually. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we just kind of got to know each other. Um, I think we went to yeah. university in like a really tiny place, so it was like everybody knew everyone. Even if you were going out on a night out, you didn't even need to plan anything. Like, you just literally just get dressed and just go. There would be somebody you would know on a night out there as well. So, yeah, we met at university, and um, we ended up going to another university again. At the same university again, so it was, yeah. Yeah, I think that's it. We kind of got stuck with each other from that point. So. <laughs> yeah, what's it like traveling endlessly together? It's good, it's good. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I think, yeah, we, so we, I mean, there are times when we travel just with just the two of us, and there are times where we have other friends that travel with us as well. And I think the main thing with that is we tend to understand each other a lot. So even if there are four of us together, we know kind of, each other's buttons exactly like, like we kind of know what to put what buttons to push um or what buttons not to push even though we still push other buttons anyway <laughs> but um i think we all kind of know when i know we understand each other right yeah i think so except for when we're sat on the plane when you always get up to go to the toilet and wake me up <laughs> that's, that's the that's one crazy. time i can't do it that's what you get for getting the aisle seat <laughs> Oh my gosh. I that's so funny. One of the one stories I have from this past summer in Thailand was I travel with my boyfriend and we are very close. We live together, but um we both got a case of what I think is called like Bangkok belly, where basically like your stomach your stomach swells and then all of a sudden you just have this like instantaneous need to go to the bathroom and it both hit us at the same time. So it was just like toilets. <laughs> Gone that well. Yeah, <laughs> no, no. We all had that at one point. Right? <laughs> it's just you just hope it's not on a plane. <laughs> yeah, yeah, true, true, very true. Um, so you, yeah, so I feel like you you have to know each other like really well. But I think having like I didn't know that you guys traveled with other people. That must be really fun. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, from we travel sometimes with our friends from school, Georgia and Chris. Um, who I think we mentioned a few times on the blog. I mean, that you, if you search Georgia or Chris on the blog, I'm sure. A photo or two will pop up yeah. somewhere as well. 
But um, we don't like the thing is we try we tend to, we travelled with them even before we started blogging. So even when we were about to start blogging properly, they already knew about it. Like they were one of the first people that we were told about it and stuff. And yeah, we just I don't know. I think we went to Amsterdam once in a weekend together. Yeah, we did. Yeah. And then it just kind of we thought, oh, that, that went down well. Let's do it again and let's do it again and. It's stuck now, so yeah. We're just waiting for that one time when it doesn't go down well. So. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, eh, never again. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's so funny. So, okay, you both met in university, and um, so did you go to university for journalism or for, like, social media, or was some, were you studying something completely different? Totally different, totally yeah. different. So um, my university education was in epidemiology, which is all about epidemics and how they progress through society. Completely different to blogging or journalism. Um, and yeah, yeah. So mine is a mix of biochemistry and um, maths. So I did a bit of I, my first degree was in biochemistry, and I have um, masters in statistics and one in computational biology. Which yeah nothing at all to do with, <laughs> with blogging. In fact, it was dur- during one of the Masters as well where I just thought, right, let's, get, it let's going. get started yeah. as well. So, yeah, we do- nothing to do with any of like, never Nothing really, at all. Never studied <laughs> writing or photography or anything like that. You, like, went from left brain, a right brain to left brain, like, serious <laughs> exactly. track. Exactly. Although Yaya tries to make his core sound really cool and, like, intelligent, but every time I saw him doing work, it literally looked like spirals of colors on a screen. So I don't know exactly what he was doing, but I'm sure it wasn't like biology or biochemistry. Oh no, it was it was, it was painful. This, this whole time he was an art major. Exactly, exactly. Well, I'm impressed. I'm definitely not a scientific mind, but that's really so. How did so you started as these totally like right brain analytic? It sounds like more of like an analytical sort of major. How did you guys stumble into travel blogging? So with that, I think it was kind of like a natural progression from Facebook so we'd already been like like I said we'd been traveling for years before we started blogging and then we used to upload photos on Facebook and um, I think after a while it just we outgrew Facebook it just felt like there was because it, it, you can't it was not the right platform to, yeah. to do what we wanted to do like you you would have to probably describe every single photo on Facebook which would be tedious but there's also no way to actually really write anything about what you've been up to or any recommendations or anything like that so we just thought well it would be quite nice to just take it to our own space like something that you know what I mean where we could actually do whatever we wanted to do really and yeah, yeah I think I think it just felt a little bit close didn't it um you know we gained so much valuable information from other people and we thought you know we can obviously hopefully create a space where, you know, there's that exchange of knowledge. Yeah, because that's, you're right, actually, because that's the thing with Facebook, as good as it, as it was back then, it's still pretty much just your friends that see it, and nothing wrong with their friends, but you kind of just feel like, like I think it's, you get to the single moment sometimes where you've done something that's so cool, or you've taken this photo that you feel like, oh my god, I just really wanted to share this with, like, Everyone, everybody has seen it. Yeah, and I think yeah, the blog kind of gives you the opportunity to start doing that, but then it lets you, like Lloyd was saying, exchange ideas with people and actually say, "I will." Do you know what? I'm going somewhere. I don't know what to what I'm supposed to do in this place. What do you guys think? And that back and forth definitely does help. Definitely, I agree with you on that. (laughs) It was nothing like not like a Facebook page or anything. No. Hey. Selfie, this is what I'm up to right now. Exactly. <laughs> I guess I'm wondering where 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 and when did you sort of realize like, oh, I think I seriously have a travel blog. This is travel bug, I mean. Um, and like was there a time when you were like, Oh wow, I think I might have a knack for this sort of travely thing and I'm gonna pursue like this interest of mine, other than pursuing my other, you know, career minded sort of self. Yeah, sure. So I think um with regards to the traveling, I think Lloyd, you probably are the one that kicked that off, really. Well, with the organizing the travel? Or? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, probably. I mean, I've always had this kind of idea of, like, I really have to go here. I really want to go here. I mean, even I remember even as, like, a tiny child, I always wanted to go to New York and Iceland, which were, like, two places which seemed so far away to me as, as like, a five- or eight-year-old child. But I think I'd always had that kind of inspiration inside me. So when it got to the point where I felt empowered enough to travel, 
I was kind of like, right, we're going, we're doing this, we're going there. Yeah, so and I think yeah, Lloyd is obviously the one that is he's a bit more organised with regards to the travel. So a bit more. <laughs> more organised. Like he's got the passports. Like he has the itinerary. Like he tends to have a lot more control over that. And I think so with regards to then the other side, which is like actually starting to write about it. Um, it's I think I probably kickstarted that because even before we started properly, we'd actually bought the domain like two years before. And uh, actually, we're pretty much just ready to go. And I hadn't really done anything with it. It's just one of those things where you're like, oh my God, I'm totally going to do this. And then two years later, you realize I still haven't done this. And so, like, for me, I was just sat there one day and I was just like, right, I have to do this right now. Like, we have to get this started. And um, I, I remember that day as well, yeah. actually. Like, yeah. In the, in the university room. Yeah, school. it was literally at Cambridge University. I just sat there and, and had enough of assignments and stuff. So. Yeah, we just decided to go ahead and do it. And um, but I remember pushing and saying, "Right, you write these stories, or you do the bits that you feel right and stuff." And then, yeah, a few hours later, Hamburger Jimmy was live, and yeah. the posts were up, and yeah. And the rest is history, right? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> do you want to just? I mean, you've been everywhere, but for people who don't know where you've been, where are, like your your top highlights that you guys have traveled together? Ooh, okay. Um, I know. <laughs> do, do we have a, like a limit to go on? <laughs> no limit. Go crazy. Okay, so you've got four hours, right? Oh yeah, totally. <laughs> okay, cool, cool. All right. Um, I w- I'm going to choose two um, that really resonate with me, um, and they they cold destinations actually. But um, one is Iceland, and one would be Norway. You are speaking to my heart. Keep going. Really? Yeah. Ah. <laughs> actually, um, so I. I'm going to have to go a bit higher than that. I'm going to go with uh, three places. So one of them would be, yeah, Iceland as well, because that is just, it's an amazing place. Um, I think another one was Thailand. But I think partly because it surprised me so much. But I think I just expected something entirely different. And then you kind of get there and you're like, ah, I was wrong. (laughs) But um, besides because the third one, uh, well... We just came up from the Maldives, so it's going to be that as well. <laughs> like, it is. Oh, that's true, actually, yeah. How can it you not? Several times <laughs> over. Like, it's so good. So uh, what What about those places do you feel really connected to? So I think for Iceland, I've like, like I said to you earlier on, it's somewhere that I always wanted to go. So I remember just being... I think I planned it for like 10 months when we finally decided to go. Like The geography student in you. Yeah, the geography <laughs> students in me. Um... I think I had like a whole notebook filled with things we were doing, itineraries. Um, first and foremost, I think it's actually the people in Iceland that I really like. Everybody's really friendly and open and welcoming. Um, and then I would say it's probably the landscape. It's so dramatic compared to London, obviously. <laughs> um, and you can have so many different experiences, like whale watching, um, watching the Northern Lights, obviously the Blue Lagoon. Um, the Golden Circle with the waterfalls, glacier climbing. I think it just blew my mind when I went there and I, it made me want to live there straight away. Yeah. Uh, except for the prices. The prices are quite high. <laughs> <laughs> so I've heard. Yeah, it's good for me as well, actually. Because come to think of it, so I've lived in, I mean, I grew up in a city. So I guess for me, like, the main thing that all these places have in common is the natural kind of landmarks, like the nature side of things. So Iceland, again, yeah, it's the the gazers you have and like the, vol- uh, the well not the volcanoes because I refuse to get close to those ones <laughs> but like the waterfalls like all the natural stuff you have there in Thailand it's the same thing like the dramatic like mountains and the sheer cliffs as well just drop right into the sea or the ocean I'm not sure what water but is there <laughs> yeah. um, what is the difference between the ocean and the sea <laughs> but again it's the, the same thing with the Maldives as well it's like the reef as well like snorkeling around the reefs and stuff so yeah I think for me it's definitely nature like anywhere that's kind of naturally yeah. beautiful or kind of has just this natural landmarks that everyone wants to see I think that's a big draw for me yeah. and I like cities don't get me wrong but nature you, know, you just can't beat it yeah I think it's the same for like Norway for me as well just I remember us going on the Flansbarner the railway uh, line Flams Banana. Flams Banana. It's actually the Flams Banana. It's the Flams Banana. It's not Flams Banana. (laughs) That was his nickname for it the whole time. Um, And it was just the most magical train journey you can ever take. Like 
thousands of feet up in the mountains. You would climb the mountain, you'd end up having a connection in the middle of nowhere in this like landscape that looked like you were in Antarctica. Um, and then you'd go back down the mountain on the other side and arrive in the most dramatic fjord ever. Yeah. It's it was it's unlike anywhere I've ever been. It was so pristine, so beautiful. It was just I can't I haven't even got words for it, so I'm sold. <laughs> I feel like you guys have like really tasted humanity with all your travels. Like <laughs> is there something I this is totally off the off the list of uh, yeah. questions, but like I'm just curious. Um is there like something that you feel like you've learned um, just from the amount of experiences you've had with people of all sort of different cultures? Is there something like a takeaway lesson you could tell us? Um, that's a really good question, actually. I, I often think of that um, when we're traveling. Yeah, I think the biggest one for me, this is Yaya here, and the biggest one for me would probably be being able to appreciate lots of p- different people's perspectives on something. Because I think people just come out at the same issue quite differently and it doesn't make it any more or less valid like the fact that I think differently from Lloyd about the exact same thing and I think it's just you, you're a lot more open for dialogue and a lot more open to actually say well actually well, what what do you think like what does the other person think it makes you I think it makes you more accepting of other people and makes you more kind of open to the fact that well your way isn't the only way that's right exactly. to, <laughs> the right way to do things there's still lots of different ways that you can still achieve the same results as well. But yeah, yeah, I think it kind of makes you question the kind of status quo of what's around you and appreciates the the difference in the world. And I mean, you you have that on a much smaller scale in London. I think we're very fortunate that we both live in London, where you know we have such a diverse range of people and cultures all mixing together in this amazing melting pot. And I think a lot of the time our travels has been we've learned how important that is. Um, so I think that's probably what I get from it. Yeah, absolutely. Part of the reason why I wanted to make this podcast and like also we're relaunching the website soon. Um, but it's really going to be focused on like sort of where, um, creativity and adventure meet at a crossroads and how the two sort of intertwine together. And yeah. I feel like you guys are a perfect example of how living adventurously can really fulfill, um, your, people's lives so um why do you think uh people should choose to live an adventurous uh life and why should they choose travel um i think like a lot of that actually goes down to some of the stuff we spoke about now where it's it's all about kind of broadening your horizon and kind of seeing a bit more about what you would know because i think if you if you only ever stay within like what feels comfortable and what kind of you're okay with you never really push yourself to grow it's the same way i think it's like if you were desperate for instance from money that's the kind of thing that makes you decide like right i'm gonna go out to get a job and i'm gonna go out and try and better myself or whatever do you know what i mean whereas if you're just always complacent like if you're if you're always comfortable there's nothing to push you to want to improve yourself or to want to be better or to do anything um better than what you know and i think that's where adventure you can kind of draw parallels with like adventure and traveling really like actually going out there and seeing more makes you improve like who you are as a person. Like yeah. you kind of understand things a bit more. I mean, you learn things even and you learn them firsthand. Like you learn about the history of different cultures. You learn languages if you're lucky enough to do so. Like you learn so much and you kind of have a more well-rounded experience than you would say if, you just stayed in the same place throughout and you never saw anything different from what you know. But that's my point. No, I think, you're, I think you're completely right. I've, I mean, it's been great that, you know, so far we've met so many amazing people from all across the globe. And I've, I've never met one person that said to us that, that travel or, or even adventure yeah. is bad. <laughs> it's, you know, I've, I'm waiting for that one person, <laughs> but it, it, they've never come. It's, it's just such an eye-opening experience and I, I, I can't say anything negative about it. I can only say how much it can improve yourself and it can improve everything around you in lots of ways as well, I yeah. think. Can, and I think um, the whole kind of sentiments we have kind of get revalidated by our community as well. Like people go onto the blog and then they leave a comment as well about how they've gone on this adventure or people share stories and like, I mean, I spend probably more time reading blogs than I do actually writing <laughs> that's true <laughs> i that's think true. it's just that whole interactive community and people like 
there's a lot of inspiration to be gotten, like not just inspiration in regards to oh taking photos or writing but even just how to live your life you see people that do different things and kind of they're not stressed about certain things that you would normally kind of get really highly strong about and all of that all of that kind of perspective just helps really make makes it makes your life a lot richer and a lot more centered on something yeah like more focused so, right it sounds really really wishy-washy but <laughs> i think no i love it yeah, it's just getting to meet different people as well and getting to see great stuff actually is also quite fun. Yeah. Yeah, are you kidding? It's good. It's a blast. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's probably a big part of it as well. I mean, who could do an amazing thing? I've been able, I mean, doing it to travel to the Maldives and then right after go to Sri Lanka and even before that as well, going on safari and being stood next to a lion or something. Like, all that kind of stuff is amazing. I can't even, like, there's no, like... Exactly, yeah. Yeah, and if you guys have anything left on your bucket list, I would be really surprised. You guys have done it all. (laughs) Oh, there is so much. (laughs) So what what else is on the bucket list? I mean, an obvious one, for instance, would be going to Antarctica. Yeah. Uh, There's the Galapagos Islands. Still haven't been to South America. The Azores. Um, Yeah, the Azores. Um, Want to go to New Zealand as well. Haven't been to China yet. Uh... I want also like I want to go Easter to the islands. Yeah. Sorry, going to the deserts as well. In uh, well, I didn't even care anywhere. Just going to the desert somewhere as well. Yeah. Um. Yeah. There's there's a lot. I think. Um. Especially, and that's a good thing about the whole thing with travel blogging as well is that you get to see other people, or get to meet or talk to other people from different parts of the world. And then you kind of you always get new stuff that you've not done yet. So it's like, oh wow, well I just did this in Peru, and they're like, ah, I've got to go there now. (laughs) (laughs) You get so much inspiration from lots of people out there. That's the more you see stuff out there, the more you want to do stuff as well. So it's like, yeah, I think that's the beauty of blogging generally as well. Not just meeting people in person; it's been you know having them connections and then relationships with people online is that it does drive us. And and I'm. hopefully the same way around to other people as well to to explore more of the world to find more things and go back to what you said about like being wishy-washy like finding yourself <laughs> that's <laughs> really, sounds like I'm releasing a promotional material for like yeah. self-help you but... love yourself around the world yeah. <laughs> hey at no judgment <laughs> I yeah I love it I think you guys are saying like absolutely amazing things and I think they're so true and I, they may be cliche like it may be cliche to be like oh you should go out and travel so you can expand your perspective but like really how can you not expand your perspective by getting out of your comfort zone and seeing you know a third world country or um just experiencing like um a religious sort of practice that you've never experienced before like it's hard not to feel like you have grown in your in your own self and i mean yeah it's totally a cliche but like it's it's the truth right it's, it's, I, like yeah. that's where, I mean cliches come from that's that's, that's the original cliches really it's like just stuff that people have said over and over again that Holds true, but people have just gotten fed up of saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. It's like we're not fed up of saying it. Like it might be a cliche, it might be something everybody that travels says, but absolutely, like you're so right. Yeah, and I think it's you know you were just talking about being online. You know, you see people travel, and you're like, oh my gosh, their life must be so glamorous, and like you know, look at these gorgeous pictures, and the world is so wide. And it, I think like the nice thing about travel blogging, especially what you guys do, is like you're really offering a glimpse at something some people may have never been exposed to, and even if they're not experiencing it firsthand, it definitely like instills that like craving to go out there and see more and that's like probably the most i found the most fulfilling thing about blogging is like encouraging people to get out there and live more adventurously and see the world so absolutely yeah you're right yeah it does feel good like yeah people to do that i think the good thing for us as well is i don't know i think we still feel very much the way we did at the start which is you want to share your experiences again, but you also want to find out a lot about other people's experiences. And I think, yeah, the fact that you were able to do that is rewarding both ways. Like it's, it's, yeah. fun. it's like having a conversation with a friend and then they tell you what they've been up to and then you tell them what you've been up to as well and you there's a give and take, exactly. very strong give and take relationship, actually. Sorry. Yeah. Question for those who listen, for the listeners who don't necessarily have the means to like hop on a plane and book um you know a 
weekend or a week away abroad, um, what sort of advice would you send their way so they could get out there and adventure a little bit more? I think, like, for the biggest thing I would say is to set yourself, like, kind of achievable goals that take you towards it as well. And I think for me, that's because you, one, actually working towards this dream that you have to travel and to see more of the world. But I think also it does feel good when you're able to kind of tick these things off. So I think an example would be if you wanted to immigrate to a different country, you wanted to to Australia, for instance, or to New Zealand, and they've got this points-based system where you need to have this much education or you need to have earned this or you need to have done these kind of have these experiences to then be able to move there like permanently or to be able to move there long term. And I think some of that is like, right, if it's you need to have a certain degree or whatever, then you work towards that or a certain qualification or, or if it's the fact that you need to get £500 to buy your tickets to visit your friend in New York, um, you would then want to be able to say like, oh, right, um, uh, say £50. That could be your first target. You know, I mean, I want to get to £50. And so... It's, it's a lot more achievable than 500 pounds. For exactly. some people, it might be harder. Do you know what I mean? But it's still like, right, so the 50 pounds I'm working towards, I've done this, I've done the next 50, I've done the next 50. And being able to get to work towards your goals slowly, I think, is kind of breaking it down into manageable chunks. I think that's yeah, a good achievable thing. steps. Yeah. And I think there's always, obviously, the other bits, which I, I don't think, this is going to sound controversial, I think reading blogs and kind of finding inspiration on the internet is actually quite helpful and I think it's quite useful so I think um, being able to go on even say Pinterest and be able to see images of places you want to go to and plan towards it that helps but for me I think that's not enough you want to take it a step for, like oh, further than that you want to yes I'm inspired to go somewhere I'm inspired to do something but I want to kind of work slowly towards it because I think it's too I, I'm, I'm a prime example was say last year we wanted to go to South America and stupidly thought we're going to go to like I don't know as many countries as possible in South America Brazil Peru everywhere all in the space of like say one or two weeks and stuff and eventually just once you kind of actually sit down and kind of walk through the plans you're like there is no way we can do all of these things all in one go and even when you start to realise how much it costs even say to go across each of the different countries, you realize that this isn't as straightforward as we, like, as you think it is. And all that means then is like, right, well, what, what do you do next? Like, what is the achievable thing you can do? Well, one, everybody always said, everybody said this, you cannot try to see all of those countries in the space of two or three weeks. It's like trying to see all of Africa in two or three weeks. It's just not feasible. It's not possible. Like, and you've kind of got to then pick your battles. Like, Right, we'll do Peru first, and then maybe next we'll then do I don't know Brazil, and then we'll go to Bolivia afterwards as well. And that's something now. So instead of going to I don't know five South American countries this year, we've got flights to book to go to Peru, and we're going to Machu Picchu and stuff. And so like we're actually we've been able to break down this huge goal that we had into bite-sized, manageable chunks. And so I think whatever people's goals are, it's just being able to do that really in a way that you feel like you're progressing towards it, but you're able to reward yourself or feel like fulfilled once you've hit smaller targets. Yeah, and I think think it's important to remember as well that travel isn't necessarily just one, you know, one expensive trip. You know, you you can kind of try and save money whilst you're traveling. So... I mean, when we went on our American road trip, it was something that we'd been planning for like nine months and we drove from Key West to LA and we kind of did this whole kind of spend and save kind of concept, I suppose, where, you know, we really wanted to stay in the Bellagio in Las Vegas and that was something we knew we wanted and we thought, actually, well, if we're doing that, let's try and save a little bit bit of money on lunches and we, we regularly had gas station lunches <laughs> which no. we won't talk about <laughs> no, 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 to be fair is that one? I think no I know what you mean it's like that kind of yeah yeah because like no with the Bellagio that's like obviously like a big yeah a hotel and stuff and it's an expensive hotel to be in but I think the point you're trying to get to as well is still we didn't stay in expensive hotels every single exactly. time we went to do you know what I mean like you kind of realise like okay right this is a big one we definitely want to splash out for this but other places you can have a stay in, yeah you can stay in decent places as well because I don't yeah. think 
I don't think there's enough money you could save me some hot dogs. <laughs> hey, <laughs> American gas station hot dogs. I mean, they're they're awesome. Yeah, I think the gas station hot dogs. I don't think that was as much like it sounded right. It's like, oh my god, a great way to save money. Like, this no, is my top tip. <laughs> yeah, what are you it, talking yeah, about? No, I think a lot of it was just like, ooh, I'll have some here, please. And I'll also have the nachos. I'll have oh the, my gosh. Beef jerky. <laughs> But no, I think, yeah, what we did, like, so, I mean, we stayed, for instance, in Holiday Inns, like, for some of the trip as well, which they're a lot more affordable, and they're a lot more kind of, like, budget-friendly as well, yeah, and obviously, like, there were other places where you stay in, like, nice boutique hotels or Airbnb, and I think real life is about that, so, like, we don't know how to go out every day eating uh, having champagne and caviar for breakfast, and, <laughs> do you know what I mean, like, like living the ridiculous, everybody has like a budget like like i was saying on the blog recently even billionaires have a budget (laughs) like it may be much bigger than most people's budgets but they still have a budget everybody has limits within which there's no there's no such thing as infinite money there's a lot of money but there's no infinite money so there is everybody has a budget they have to live to as well so i think um when it comes back to like lloyd's point like what you're saying is still work towards like a budget that works works for you yeah yeah and know what you're willing to really splurge on and what you are willing to skimp out on exactly because i think i mean we're lucky now and i think over the years we've been able to like go to paris for instance and then have like each of the nicest restaurants and drink champagne to our heart's content and do like the obvious touristy things as well but the very first time we went to paris like we had Sandwiches like from the On shops, the park. <laughs> yeah, for dinner. Like, but it was it actually was... it doesn't take away from the experience. No, it we doesn't. Had we just as to... an amazing time. Yeah, you wanted to see thing. the sights, didn't we? And yeah. I think you want to be able to see everything, and so we were able to do that. But then, the, you, we didn't feel like, oh, how do you have? We had to eat. It was either basically you can either go to a fancy restaurant and do you know what I mean, dine to your heart's content, or you could go to Brussels the following week or to Amsterdam the week after as well. And you're like, ah, you know what? I choose to see more places than I am. Like, I'd rather spend money doing that. And luckily, when we were able to go back then, we were able to actually see, like, eat out and do all the things. And, I mean, we're lucky that we were able to do that. But in the past, when we first started traveling and you're just fresh out of university, or even when you're still at university and yeah. you have a smaller budget, then you're trying to make that work. And it doesn't make, make the money it, last, yeah. right? And it doesn't make your experience any less valid than so Exactly. And I think it's important to remember that. Don't put pressure on yourself to feel you have to travel a certain way. You travel the way that's right for you. And Absolutely. I think that's the most important thing to get from any kind of blog, ultimately. It doesn't matter if you're looking at, you know, the most amazing hotel rooms in the Seychelles or, mm. or looking at, you know, a, a budget hostel in New York. It's all about finding what's right for you in that kind of temporal moment yeah there's nobody there's nobody like you after there's no reason why your travel should be exactly the same as somebody else's really and it's, i think in a lot of ways it can be hard to kind of disassociate yourself with you know if somebody else say one of your facebook friends has just come back from cancun and just said <laughs> you know gone, gone crazy spring break or something um when when you see that you kind of think oh, why why have i not had this experience um and it just goes back to the point that I've always tried to kind of think about is that just never put that on yourself and make that change the way that you're going to travel. It has to come within, I think, a lot of time. You can get inspiration, but don't let it put pressure on yourself. Right. There's no yes. fun in that anyway. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, let's let's move on to some, like, silly, um, like, these are the reoccurring questions I always, like, finish interviews with. They're really fun. And... I mean, it really gets your, you know, your readers, your your fans, your followers, um, and the listeners of the podcast to get to know you a little bit more. Um, so I hope you're ready to, I hope you're down to clown. Let's go for it. Let's go for it. Okay. Okay. So two truths and a lie. And we can do this two separate ones since there's two of you. So like, you're going to tell me three things that most right. listeners wouldn't know about you. Two of them are going to be true. And one right. is a lie. And I have to guess which one is a lie. Okay, perfect. Who would you like to go first? Uh, does not matter. Let's have okay, yeah. whoever. Okay, uh, two. Right. Mix it up. Don't say two truths and a lie. Truth number one. <laughs> lie number three. <laughs> um, so, 
chicken plucked, um, seasoned, and roasted the chicken start to finish. Like, I've done all of, all of that. Um, number two, I once met The Rock. Uh, number three, I can play the piano. So those are my three. three. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, okay, let me think about this. You can't help me because I know that you know each other way too well. So don't help me. Okay. Um, okay. All right. Jeez. Skinning, plucking, and like, I think that has to be true. So I'm going to say that's true. I'm going to say your lie is meeting the rock. Okay. Uh, you were wrong. <gasps> no. Okay. So what was your lie? <laughs> well, only half wrong. Well, the lie is playing the piano. I mean, I kind of learned, and I kind of took musical lessons, but I'm really, I can play this one thing, and I play it like, one, two, one, three, three. Like, oh my really, gosh. I know, I am really terrible. I can play like a lead on me, with one finger, and I know the exact things to press. Yaya tried to teach me to play the piano um, in no, Amsterdam, no. like a few months ago, and he's a terrible teacher. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. <laughs> well, you know, all I hear is a terrible student <laughs> Hey, I mean, yeah, you know, please. come over to the States, yeah, yeah, I can give you a few lessons. <laughs> no, I, I, I'll happily take them. But of the, um, so the chicken one, yeah, that, I mean, growing up um, in Nigeria, I think it wasn't, I mean, not everybody does this. This is not like a Nigerian thing. <laughs> it was just, I've always, so I loved the whole idea of being a farmer for a long time. And so it was just something that, um, it was part of growing up. I mean, you had to do it as well. So it wasn't part of growing up. It was part of growing up on a farm, in a sense. So it was something that you did and you didn't even think about. So that's kind of regular. Um, other people would be horrified at the idea of doing this. I could never <laughs> do that. I freaked out when he told me that. <laughs> um, and then The Rock. That was actually by accident in London. I was literally minding my own business, you know, just walking home, making my way towards the tube and... There was just like a movie premiere out there, and I was like, oh, "What's going on?" And I, for some reason, happened to end up like at the back backstage entrance, and yeah, it just came out, and I had to kind of awkward, "Oh, hey, hi," shook hands with because you're like everyone's kind of like, "Ah," you're like, um, "Hey, The Rock." <laughs> yeah, I did not know your real name, <laughs> but um, yeah, I did met him, then just had like a really awkward ten second conversation, and. Pretty much run off. <laughs> Only that, like, I think I go back home. Then I was like, "Oh, that's why they were here. That's the movie they were filming." But um, they were kind of at the premiere for. Um, but yeah, that's those are my three things. Your turn. Boy. Okay. All right. So my three things are: I'm excellent at magic, almost David Blaine esque. Um, I've swam with sharks. And I once, while running late to class, ran straight into Prince William. <gasps> okay, these are these are very high stakes. Okay. <laughs> oh man. Okay. Well, I'm gonna say sharks is true. <sighs> Gosh. You know, this is how ignorant the people of the U.S. are. I would totally believe if you ran into the prince, because in our minds, you know, you guys are like next door neighbors. So. Uh, I'm going to say your first one is the lie. So you think that good at magic you're, is the lie? I think your David Blaine status is, is a lie. You have no faith in my magic. <gasps> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Is that... So which That's one? <gasps> I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so actually, the one that's a lie is running into Prince William because we went to St. Andrews. Um... But it was actually one of our friends that ran into Prince William, not me. <laughs> that is amazing. So he used to be in the same uh, course as me as well. How was that? I feel like that has to be kind of odd. Well, it was... I never actually was with him, per se. And he always had his, like, blacked-out cars, you know, just by the, the halls. Um, but if he had arrived, I was wishing he was, like, two years younger. Because I would have actually taught him when I was doing my postgraduate degree as well. I was like, why did I not get the chance to teach Prince William? Wait, what would you have taught him? Because I was teaching the master's classes. I was like, sure he's older than you. Like, that's <laughs> what I'm saying. He's two, two years younger. <laughs> oh, I, sorry. I'm a bit slow tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's late. I know it's late. I know it's late. 
Okay, so let's do two more. Um, what would your dream day look like? Oh God, uh, I think my dream day. Like I said, there are times when my dream day is just like get up early, have some coffee, be like ridiculously productive, like write a million blog posts, you know, like create a video of this and do all of that kind of stuff. And then there are other times in my dream day is just literally fall asleep, eating chocolate <laughs> in bed at 2pm in the afternoon. <laughs> like there's literally no plans whatsoever, like preferably on a warm day, but just literally just be a lazy, lazy slump. <laughs> that is sometimes like that is just my dream day right there just being able to be like I have nothing to account for nobody to answer to and just yeah preach <laughs> preach I think my dream day um, equally I'm just realising revolves around food <laughs> um, would be probably I don't think you have it in the US it's called Nando's it's a like a restaurant chain of peri-peri chicken I've never heard of that no Oh, you, you've literally missed out. Like, you have not lived. You've What's it called? Peri Peri? Yeah. It's like a Portuguese, South African kind of spice. Ooh. Um, and it's a huge chain in the UK. There's hundreds and hundreds of restaurants. It is literally like... It's Portuguese food, but it came from South Africa. It's exactly. like a South African brand. Brand, yeah. Um, and, I mean, it's it's a big chain in the UK. and it's popular. Very, very popular. Um, it's probably like something like, I don't know, Applebee's in America or something. <laughs> I would literally probably, again, lay in bed and have somebody feeding me this peri-peri chicken with maybe a glass of milk on the side because it does get really spicy. Um, probably watching Girls <laughs> on HBO. That's Well, I mean, having a non-scheduled day is a complete dream. Seriously. Yeah, definitely. Okay, last question for both of you. And this can be totally off the wall or like it can be something I mean it can be something like peri peri chicken or it can be something really deep and meaningful. So what what do you really and truly love? Oh, is is the judgment um going to be from the answer to this question? <laughs> oh my gosh, no judgment from me. I can't promise any judgment from listeners, but I mean, hey. Okay, we're we're in, we're in a friendship group here. I think I think I can say what I love. This is a safe area. This is a safe area. Okay. All right. So there, there has to be no judgment from this, but my kind of love, and this is I don't think I ever told anybody this except Yaya, is watching the Kardashians. Oh, <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> so nobody that is not awful. They're in a Canadian family. <laughs> I, I I think Chris is amazing. Okay. <laughs> Christian, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's my kind of like my vice love thing that <laughs> I don't like to admit to. <laughs> so, which one of the sisters would you be most likely to hang out with? Definitely Chloe. Word, word. Exactly right. <laughs> no judgment from me. The Kardashian clan is strong here. All right. So next up, who? Yeah. What do you really and truly love? My my love, I mean, I, obviously the PC answer to go with, and the right answer to go with is like family, my friends. <laughs> yeah, so I mean that's a given. So we'll skip past that one. I think my love, and I should again, this uh, Lloyd kind of I guess knows this as well. And it's not it's not anywhere near as salacious as his is <laughs> um, sweet and salted popcorn. Except I don't really know when to stop with it. So like I'll get like I don't know five, six, sometimes ten huge bags of it and I will eat it to the point where I feel sick. <laughs> like, just kind of, I just don't realise, like, I'm like, oh, open another one and I'm, I've finished this one and the next one, the next one. And, yeah, I think the fact that I kind of get to that point, I kind of think, well, what have you done? Like, you've literally, because I've had one, the, this has happened on more than one day where I've had a breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Nothing else. <laughs> <laughs> Just that. And uh, I have been judged by uh, a lot of time. Judged a lot. Mainly for... because sometimes if I've been away and I come back and I see Yaya, and he, I'm like, oh, what have you done today? And he's like, nah, you know, just doing this and that. And then I look at his beard, and his beard is filled with popcorn. <laughs> like, literally filled. Tip. So, you know, like, the way, like, you kind of, you get little crumbs at the end of it. Like, I've got to kind of tip it out into them. I kind of open the bag and then tip it properly into my mouth and um, sometimes I forget that's happened until like later on you're like 
Honestly, I have the same problem with um like guacamole. If there's any guacamole <laughs> near me, it's gone. And that's literally I will eat that breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Do you get it all over your face as well? Totally. <laughs> Although it's definitely not as easy to get it all over your face as popcorn. I can understand the popcorn thing. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> well, this has been so awesome. You guys are like it has been, yeah. So good. Thank you for having us. No, thank you guys. And where where can we where can the listeners find you on the interwebs? Like social media, um, and your and your URL. Yes. Right. So our website is it's www.handluggageonly.co.uk. Cool. Twitter and Pinterest, we have the same username for both. It's H-L-O-blog, all one word. Um, so, yeah, we're twitter.com slash H-L-O-B-L-O-G, and same for Pinterest. Um, Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, that is handluggageonly, like the... Like one word as well. Whole words. So that's our, our username on that is hand luggage only. Um, let me see what else. That's it, isn't it? Yeah, we kind of use Vine, but I guess that's that goes through Facebook as well. Uh, sorry, Twitter as well. Yeah. So, but yeah, those, those are the main ones. Yeah. I think, yeah. yeah. I had no idea you guys were on Snapchat. I'm gonna have to add you. Well, this has been so. This has been so sweet. I can't even. I can't even tell you guys. It's been so awesome. Oh, no, thank you so much, Laura. Thank you. Yaya and Lloyd, you are too much fun. Thank you for doing this interview with me. And yeah, I, I, we can't get together too often because I think we might be trouble. (laughs) Anyway, guys, thank you for joining us again for another episode. Um, We will be back with a mini-sode this week, which I'm going to sort of keep under wraps. You'll have to figure out what it is when it comes on Friday. In the meantime, make sure you check out www.romangolightly.com. Follow us on Instagram at romangolightly and on Snapchat at rome underscore underscore go lightly, um, where we share sort of behind the scenes stuff of what I do for local adventure in Pennsylvania. Thank you guys so much for being so supportive. You guys are the best sort of community I could have ever have hoped for. Um, And I'm so honored and thrilled that you join us every single week. I just wanted to say that because I think I don't say it enough. Um, So thank you. And I am continually, continually, continually thankful that you guys believe in what we do in our mission for local adventure and everyday creativity. And I love hearing all the things that you guys are up to. Please keep them coming. Make sure to give us a review and a five-star rating on iTunes so we can um, have more creative adventurers like yourself find us on iTunes. Um, It makes it easier for other people to find us. iTunes algorithm is basically the more ratings and reviews that you have, the more likely it'll pop up on people's feed when they go to the new and noteworthy section. And it would mean so much to me if you could do that. Okay, guys, we'll see you on Friday for our special mini-sode.